I mean, we've really gotten down to where we've got to get really skinny on what is truly essential. There are lots of things we want to have in life, but there are things we have to have, things that are completely essential to our survival. And that's what we're trying to drive down to with our children is to help them get complete clarity on what these three, four, five essential values are in their life because ultimately they're going to be the lenses with which we make all of our financial decisions with going forward so that we can be more intentional with how we use our money. Did you know that we have three very complicated interconnected relationships that when one gets a little out of whack, it might affect the other relationships. Ooh, what are those? Your relationship with money, your relationship with people, and your relationship with self. Wow, sounds like there's a lot there. The intersection of those three relationships is what we call financial sobriety. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. What do you think? Oh, that's a good idea. Jim Gebhardt. And I'm Matthew Grishman. We are the co-creators of the podcast, Financial Sobriety. Well, and you're the author of the book, Financial Sobriety. Well. Which led to the podcast. Let's go. Have I ever told you that I've got a pretty complicated relationship with money? I'm just learning that. You just, you're just learning that now? <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you're finally catching up with me. It's just so fun to see how so many people, well, you're not alone. I'm not? In our private practice, this is one of the most interesting parts of the work that we do with the clients that we serve is getting to know and unpack those complicated relationships. Oh, let me tell you, brother, when you first talked to me about how complicated my relationship with money was and that there was potentially a solution to help me simplify my relationship with money, holy cow, did you get my attention? And here we are years later with a process to help people simplify their relationship with money, and it starts with something we call the clarity compass. This is probably my favorite part of what we do, and I'm so glad we're able to bring it into a conversation that parents can start having with their children. When you can connect your core values, what's most important to you with your financial resources and keep them in alignment, life begins to get much simpler. Holy cow. And with all the noise, with all the distraction, with all the comparison that exists for kids today, how great would it be for them to start to have this foundational footing where their money, perhaps how they earn their money, perhaps how they spend their money, how they give away their money, is in alignment with who they are as people. Whew. I now, can't wait to hear more about that. That's a powerful concept for adults. Yes. Because how many times in our conference room have we had grown men and women in two or three minutes when we go down this path, sobbing like, like babies. Yeah. Like they're little children. Because it is such an emotionally charged topic. Yes. Let's do something that few will do and have conversations with our kids today about this clarity exercise. And what are those three, four, five, six principles that are the most dear to you and have your money start to be in sure. alignment with that. Well, Amy and I were having this conversation last weekend where if we could go back and talk to our 20-year-old selves and we could only tell them one thing, what would it be? It was a fun conversation because, as you might imagine, it was more than one thing. And within the top five choices on both of our lists, 
was to go back to that 20-year-old version of ourselves and suggest be more intentional with how you use your financial resources. Ooh, that's a good line. We should use that. We should use that. And let's talk about it. What the Clarity Compass can do to help us become really intentional with how we use our financial resources. Welcome back to Financial Sobriety. We got a lot more to talk about on Teach Your Children. Class is in session. Yeah, you said that last time. I like that. That was good. So it's summertime, but what a great time. The kids are home. They're out of school. They're in between. They graduated high school. They graduated college. What a great time to they sit They graduated with them. fourth grade. Promoted from fourth or eighth grade. I hate the term graduation in eighth grade. I, I, yeah. I know. That's why you did that. I know. It's That's fun okay. to bait the hook every once in a while. <laughs> Thank you. I, I took that hook and sinker. So we've been on this theme of the wonderful Graham Nash song, Teach Your Children. And in this context of financial sobriety, it's in teaching your children about money. The classroom is teaching them about the concept of cash on hand, teaching them about the mistakes that you and I have made with money or our spouses or other family members have made with money so that they learn. They learn by experience. They learn by making mistakes as we told the funny ha-ha story, although not really, on Emily and her custom Nikes and learning from that mistake and the ability to learn on smaller amounts before either they've earned or somehow they're bequeathed larger amounts. Yeah, but let's let's be impossible to misunderstand. Something Lucas said to me at 14 years old that I've shared with you before that is worth resharing. I was speaking with him about some of the biggest mistakes that I had made in life as I was watching him make some choices that could be detrimental to his future, to, to his life. And the comment he made to me was, Dad, there's only so much I can learn from your mistakes. Sometimes I just need to make them on my own. Yeah. And that's, and that's awesome. And so by no means have I developed an expectation that by sharing my mistakes with my children, it's going to cause them to avoid mistakes. But as I've gotten older, I've definitely gotten better at learning about other people's mistakes and making choices as a result of them. So even though I was planting a little seed for him at that point, I am hoping at some point that the mistakes that I share with him or that he's observed me make, then I own them and fix them. And he watches me fix them like when he watched me take $12,000 in cash and buy a car with it. That was one of the greatest financial things he's ever seen me do. And I think that's a direct result as to why he walks around with cash in his pocket now versus swiping and bleeping and clicking and doing all those things to buy stuff. Awesome. So where do we go from the cash conversation? We've talked about mistakes. We've talked about how to create more intention with spending, with investing as a result of creating this tangibility through cash. I think there's a few more topics we've got to cover in this category of teacher children. Yeah, and a concept that we've talked about in in prior episodes, we are going to now reframe and repackage for kids. And it's the Clarity Compass. It's the Clarity Compass exercise. It's, It's the Clarity Compass action plan. And how can we use this in a DIY way for for you with your kids and they've got to be you know somewhat old enough to be able to maybe you know 10 12 years old yeah or and above to be able to kind of go through the exercise but well it's a natural it's a natural follow-through from the tangible cash exercise i mean going back to the story i told last episode about marcus and his takeaway from walking around with five thousand dollars in his pocket He shared with me how much more intentional he was going to be with his money, which really opened up this conversation, which I teed up with him about really getting clear 
on the core values that meant the most to him in life, which is really what the exercise of the Clarity Compass is all about. It's about looking at all of these different things that are super duper important to us and being able to, through the process of elimination, whittle it down to these three or four core personal principles, personal values that mean the most to us, which then serve as these filters with which we make financial decisions. In Marcus's case, it was pretty simple. It was first and foremost all about his education. It was all about his transportation. It was all about his family. Those were his three key sure. core values that were going to guide and dictate how he used his money going forward, how he was going to be more intentional with that money. There's a concept. I love this. I love this phrase. And I think it, if you take a minute and breathe with it, it really applies to what we're trying to go through here and what we're trying to teach, which is how do you create hunger in paradise? Right. That's a tough one. In a less biblical analogy, how do you eliminate distraction? Well, that in and of itself is a pretty meaty conversation, but the simplest way we know how to do it is to get crystal focused, crystal clear, crystal intentional on what's the priority. What, in this case with the Clarity Compass, what are the three, four, five, six intentions that you want to focus, in this case, your money on? Right. What are the most important things in your life? What are the most essential values right that now. you hold dear to yourself right, right now? Right now. Right. And for an 18-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 25-year-old, this can change over time. But in that space of being 18, 19, 20, 21, how can we help our listeners help their children get really, really clear on what those core values are? You mentioned transportation. And yeah, that's important for Marcus, his car, and getting to and from. And we, for months now, we have had an ongoing conversation with Emily about that as well. And in the context of the Clarity Compass, I reframed transportation as freedom. Ooh, nice. So the value is not transportation. The value is freedom. The value freedom is freedom. gives her what? Or transportation is what gives her that freedom. Precisely. That was a big aha that I'm like, it's not the car. It's not the bike. It's not the whatever. It's what they give her. It's what it gives you. Mm. And that's where this exercise is so incredibly powerful because she's almost 21 years old and going to be a junior in college and coming out of COVID, being locked down for the better part of a year, she has this real burning desire to go do and go well. What's the easiest way in modern society to do that? Well, you got to have some wheels. Well, okay. This exercise is as simple as going on Amazon and spending 30 bucks on the cards. We're not pimping our own stuff because we don't have it. But we don't want that to get in the way of you going out and actually taking action on it. So hop on Amazon. We give you full permission to make a spontaneous purchase and <laughs> null and void 10, 10, 10 and buy the, what, what are called the value cards. Yeah, they're called the value cards. You can get them on Amazon.com. It's a play deck of 52 cards that, you know, you can filter it yourself and take the ones out that are like, meh, eh. But we strongly recommend that you go through the process of, and I love your analogy on this, is going through and talking about as you first go through it, you're going to have a massive pile. 
Yeah, pretty, I, pretty common when we do this with clients that it's, you know, 45 of the 52 cards. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to push back on something you said here a second ago. You said, you know, pull out cards that maybe I know, you don't I, like. I, I, I would agree. tell parents don't filter it. Yeah, yeah just let it rip. Yeah, there are 52 cards in this deck. And, and here's what you do with the cards with your child. You, you lick them and stick them on your forehead. That could be one game you do with it. Like, I would start with that. But then when you're done horsing around because my partner likes to horse around. I know. And you're going to take this seriously. Mr. Serioso. Mr. Serioso here. Yeah, what what you're going to do is you're going to take the first round of cards, and all you're going to do is pick them one at a time and flash them in front of your child. And the decision is very simple. Round one, is this important or is this not important? And we're like you said, we're going to build these two piles of what's important, what's not important. And the cards are all pretty important for the most part oh, for yeah. most people. Oh, yeah. And you might have 40 of these 52 concepts as being important. Sure. That's great. And we need to honor how important these things are to your child. And but, then the pilot comes on the PA system. And then make believe this is like a flight we're taking. I, I couldn't help myself. I know. You, you had to throw it I got it excited. In. That's okay. So we'll use it. So th- think of this as a process of elimination. Right, Because the second round is we're going to go through these cards honoring the fact that they're all important, these ones you chose as important, but now of the ones that are important, we need to see which are a priority. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flight 1782. We've got some good news and some bad news. All of the baggage that you packed, the big four suitcases that are in the belly of the plane, the two big bags you have in the overhead bin, we're going to pull back to the terminal, and because of the weight restrictions, we're going to need you to consolidate. Obviously, everything you have in your luggage is important to you, but now we've really got to skinny it down to what's a priority. So everything you have in those four bags that you've checked in now need to fit in two carry-on bags that can fit in the overhead compartment. They must be a priority. Imagine that exercise. Yeah. That's not fun because everything I brought with me was important on on my vacation. Right. And I recognize how all of these are important. But when I mean a priority, what's front and center in your life right now? What is something that you're seeing on a regular basis that's really a priority for you to put some focus on today? And what we've generally found is that that list of 40 important cards and concepts generally at this point will get whittled down to about 20. Mm -hmm. But that's still a lot. Well, but you got it in the two carry-on bags, so they're up in the they're up in the compartment there, and you're fine. We did. And you settled back into your seat, and you got the peanuts and the Diet Coke. But what we're trying to get to is, uh-oh, what is truly essential? This is round three. We go through the cards for a third time, and round three of going through the cards is to honor what's important, honor that some of those things that are important are actually a priority. But now we're looking at, of those things that are a priority, what are absolutely essential to me as a human, to my survival. Like, I can't live without this. This is how essential it is to me. So that's like the pilot coming back on the PA. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some more bad news. The two bags you have in the overhead carry space, unfortunately, we've got to eliminate all of the bags on the airplane. You've got to go through those two bags, and all you can take with you now is what you can fit in your pockets. Wow. So what we're talking about is basically a toothbrush and a passport, right? I mean, we've really gotten down to where we've got to get really skinny on what is truly essential. There are lots of things we want to have in life, but there are things we have to have, things that are completely essential to our survival. And that's what we're trying to drive down to with our children is to help them get complete clarity on what these three, four, five essential values are in their life 
because ultimately they're going to be the lenses with which we make all of our financial decisions with going forward so that we can be more intentional with how we use our money. And I'll tell you, not to fast forward, that really helped Emily in her decision around a car in terms of transportation and freedom. And finding freedom, right. Well, because what, freedom, freedom was one of the most essential things in her process, in her clarity compass. And what freedom means to Emily might be different than what freedom means to you or to me or to somebody else. Sure. That's what's so critical about this is what does freedom mean to her? Well, and that, that's the question, right? That's the follow-on question to once you come up with the essential list of values or principles is then helping them define it. Because as you just said, your definition may be different than theirs. Right. What, is, what do these values look like in your life? What do they mean to you? What does freedom mean to you? What does family mean to you? What does security mean to you? What does faith mean to you? What does health mean to you? Gratitude. Connection. Trust. Friendship, right? All of these different values that come out of this deck of cards, helping that person visualize, verbalize, and ultimately write out what those look like in their life is the next step once we actually identify what that is. Then, of course, it's, it's realizing do we have this in our life? We understand what this looks like in our life. Do we actually have this in our life? And if we don't have this in our life, how can we go get this in our life? And that would be some natural motivation. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to make a little offer here right now because you and I are talking through this. And, and what I have in my head is the visual of the worksheet that we actually use with clients to go through this process. I think what would be really good for anybody listening today is rather than you trying to take my, you know, our visualization, uh, send us an email. If you send us an email at info at yourfinancialsobriety.com, we will email you a copy of this actual worksheet that once we flush these values out with your child, how you can take them through the actual, what we call our action plan to actually see these values come to life. I got an idea too. Oh, you got another idea? Yeah. Maybe the parents should go through it first. Ooh, that's a good idea. I don't know. You mean our kids don't do what we say? They do what we do? Well, in that, in that coaching kind of way. Might we have mentioned this an episode or two ago? You know, they could go through it themselves and see what that experience is like and, and flush out, maybe for their own experience, what is essential. Okay, so mom and dad, two homework assignments. Homework assignment number one is to go back and listen to episode four. I think it was four. Three, four, and five. The early on in our podcast, we walk through this whole concept of clarity compass and how to actually go through it. But with the offer we're making today to actually send you a copy of this action plan, that might be helpful. So go back, listen to those earlier episodes of three, four, and five, which are going to help give you some background on clarity compass. You're going to go on amazon.com and order these value cards, a $30 spend that will be absolutely priceless for what this means for relationship with money, not just with yourselves, but with your children. May I say essential? Asse very good. An essential purchase. And then we're going, you're going to send us an email at info at yourfinancialsobriety.com. And within 24 to 48 hours, you will get an email back from us with an attached PDF copy of the actual action plan of how to execute the Clarity Compass exercise with yourselves and then again with your children. But this is really the starting point. 
I mean, our, our children have, they've learned from our mistakes. They've heard from our mistakes. They hear that mistakes are part of this relationship with money. They've developed some desire to be more intentional with their money because we've gone through the exercise of putting cash in their hands. Now we're helping them develop these filters with which they make financial decisions going forward through the Clarity Compass. Well, and so much of those impulse purchases that we're all naturally inclined to make, whether you're a, you know, a senior or a young adult or even a kid, is that impulsive. Right? I mean, why do they put the candy in the checkout line? and the soda in front of the checkout line in the grocery store. Do you say grocery store when you go food shopping? Food store, food store. Food, food, food store. store, excuse me. I apologize. Get it right. Why do they put all that stuff there? It's to take the impulse. Yeah, bait the impulse purchase. Yeah. Right. Now we are arming you and your children with the concept of cash in hand, the concept of looking at what's essential in terms of, in, in this very specific filtering, money, Right. How do they choose to use their money? I'm not going to say spend their money because they may not spend it after going through this exercise. Go back and listen to the last episode on the trade-in program and give them $100 bills as they get there and they won't spend <laughs> exactly. the money. We've talked many times on the podcast, but this is how important it is, of the 10-10-10 principle. Absolutely. And, and some people, this may be the first time that they're with us, so I think right. it's important to talk about it. We can go through all these exercises with people and have people very clear on their core values, which are going to drive most major financial decisions. But you're right. We're going to have temptation hitting us at every corner of every store, every place we go. Friends, this, this idea of, oh, I want that now. How do we deal with that impulse purchase even within doing all of these exercises of getting our financial house in order through the Clarity Compass. Layaway. 10, 10, 10. Oh. Not layaway. 10, oh. 10, 10. I like layaway. Although layaway is not bad because layaway is kind of an extended version of 10, 10, 10. Do they even have layaway anymore? Oh, yeah. You can still go into a store and pay for something over time before you get it? Oh, sure. So layaway is kind of the opposite of using a credit card. Right, credit card is I go get the thing now, I swipe the credit card, and hopefully I will pay that off over a period of 726 months at 423% interest uh, on a daily <laughs> periodic rate. Layaway is the opposite of that. Layaway is I don't get to take the Gizmoch home today, but I'm going to pay you on a monthly basis over a three-month, six-month, 12-month period of time. And once it's paid for, then I actually get the satisfaction of owning that Gizmoch. Got it. So that's a pretty cool idea you just brought up. Thank you for that, Bob. But 10, 10, 10 is different. Oh, yeah. 10, 10, 10 is awesome. 10, 10, 10 is what's going to help us deal with that emotional deficiency, that emotional need to have that thing now. Because if there's- Filling the void, filling, as, it, as it were. Yeah, filling the void, the anxiety, the sadness, the unease, the I deserve. The frustration, the I deserve. Oh, All of these emotions, oh, yeah. right, that say, I need to have this now and I'm going to replace that uncomfortable emotion. I feel blank. Therefore. Therefore, I blank. I need to buy. I, I need blank. Right. And that could be as innocuous as a, as a Starbucks latte. Yes. But I need this now as an impulse purchase. 10, 10, 10 is just the way my brain is trained and these bells go off that first say, wait 10 minutes, stop, pause, walk away. Halt. Halt. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? 
And if I'm any of those things, if I give it just 10 minutes, perhaps I can go get a snack or take a nap or just get away from that thing and let that emotion process itself. That's where the beauty of distraction is, is a blessing because it, it can distract you from that impulse. Feelings are not facts and feelings are temporary. Emotions are temporary. They come, they go. 10 minutes is the space that I need to allow that bubble of emotion to come in and come out. But then I can come back to that thing once the emotion's out of the room and make a decision. Is this something that 10 weeks from now versus 10 years from now will actually be a valuable purchase in my life? Sure. If it doesn't survive 10 weeks, then throw it out. There's no reason for it. But a 10-year, I would even say a 10-month thing. Well, now we look at the clarity compass. We use those filters with which we make those financial decisions, and it's just a process in, that takes practice. And are we in alignment? Are we in alignment with it? Does it serve our clarity compass? Does it help that action plan get us closer to seeing these values come to life? Amen. It's just a process for how we use our money. It's how we become more intentional with our money. It is so fun to watch this with clients, with my wife, with myself, with our kids, so please take us up on this. Go get the value cards. Send us an email. Go listen to the old episodes. Go listen to the old episodes. Go write 10, 10, 10 on your, on your bathroom mirror. Make it something that is on the refrigerator in the kitchen. And people ask you, what's that 10, 10, 10 thing? Get the label maker out because, you know, my family, we have, we're big label maker people. Yes. Make a label. And stick it everywhere. Well, where do you buy stuff? On the computer. Yeah, or in your wallet if you're a cash ten, person. 10, 10, Yep. Put it on your computer just as reminders. Whatever you got to do because, oh, they make it so easy to go beep Yep. and buy it. Absolutely. This is a great place to stop and press pause for a second because what we didn't do in the beginning of the episode is address the fact that this is normally not a week that we would have a new episode. But, you know, this concept of teach your children is so critical to get started on the right path. We've only got a few weeks that the kids are still home from school over the summer. So we got an episode in this week. We've got another episode coming next week. And now that we've kind of laid the foundation with things like Clarity Compass and the action plan that comes with it, we started with the value cards and just how to initiate that conversation with the children. We've even left some tools behind like the 10-10-10 principle. Now we get to get into the blueprint a little bit. And that's what's going to come next week is we start talking about the blueprint and the importance of this concept of pay yourself first. Once we develop that incredibly important habit, it helps us with so much more of the blueprint like how to establish credit, how to maintain credit. All incredibly important stuff to be having conversation with your children. So thanks for joining us for a good one this week. We'll see you again next week. And with that, we'll call it a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. 
To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.